Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, the place for scrappy female entrepreneurs who want to learn actionable steps and strategies to grow the traffic, sales, and profit in your e-commerce business. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster, a 20-year retail veteran who spent three years as the only employee of a seven-figure online store. That shit was crazy. I know exactly how it feels to do all the things, and I'm sharing everything I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I may have started this business by accident, but supporting badass bosses like you lights me the fuck up, and I am so stoked to see you grow. Are you ready, babe? Let's roll. Welcome back to the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster. A few weeks ago on episode 259, we took a deep dive into the process of auditing your email campaigns and automations to see where you could improve your results and ultimately generate more money from your email marketing. In that episode, I also directed you to episode 167, where I walk you through the nitty gritty of what each of your email metrics mean and how to use those metrics to figure out what needs to be improved. And while I absolutely believe there is always room for improvement in our email marketing results and that constantly testing and iterating is an important part of the process, the truth is a lot of the time, poor email marketing results comes back to having a stale, unengaged list. That's what we're talking about today, when and how to clean your email list. So let's start with the most obvious question. How often should you do this? I personally am pretty relentless about cleaning my list and I do it fairly regularly. There isn't a perfect cadence because it depends on the source of that list and how often you send emails. But to generalize it, I say a minimum of every six months. If your list is growing quickly, if you're collecting leads through giveaways or lead generation ads, or if you have a high frequency of sending, You should be cleaning your list more often. Quarterly is a good cadence there. I would also do a cleaning after any big influx of subscribers. So maybe you don't typically do giveaways, but you team up with some other product-based business owners or you exhibit at a big in-person shopping event or a post of yours goes viral. If any of those lead to a lot of new people signing up to your list, I would clean it about a month or so after and get rid of anyone who hasn't engaged with you since. And if at any point you see a noticeable dip in the number of subscribers who are engaging, that's a signal it might be time to clean your list. Now, before you go and get rid of everyone that hasn't been engaging, you might be wondering whether or not you should try and re-engage them before you unsubscribe them. The truth is, it depends. Generally, the longer it's been since someone has engaged with you, the less likely you'll be able to re-engage them, and the more probable that re-engagement campaign might end up hurting your overall deliverability. That's not to say you shouldn't try. We know it's easier and cheaper to keep an existing customer than try and get a new one. But the truth is a relatively small number of these people are going to re-engage. So I don't want you spending too much energy here. Go in with a last ditch effort and get rid of anyone who doesn't come back from the dead. If you are going to try and re-engage them, how do you actually do that? Here are a few different ways. First, we've got the typical breakup email. I'm sure you've received one of these from somebody before. The subject line says something like, was it something I said? Are we breaking up? Do you still want to be on our email list? 
the messaging on these varies anywhere from being really sad to downright threatening. As a consumer, these don't really get me to take action. And as a marketer, they've never really yielded much in terms of positive results on their own. It probably depends on your general sending habits, though. If you're already sending a lot of value-driven and or personalized email, then going straight to the breakup series might be fine. But if you're sending a lot of sales-driven, buy-me, buy-me kind of stuff, I would try and engage them first with some value-driven content. Maybe the reason they stopped engaging in the first place is because they were feeling overly sold to. Ultimately, leading with a re-engagement campaign versus a breakup one is never a bad thing, so no matter where your sending habits fall, you might want to give one of these a try. An example, educational content. If you have something you can teach to your customers related to your product or industry, this is a great time to lead with that content. Being able to offer your subscriber something of value without asking for anything in return can go a really long way to getting them to pay attention. How you deliver that content is going to depend on your business. Maybe it's a blog post, a PDF download, or it could be an educational workshop. The delivery method doesn't matter. It's about helping them get the result they're looking for with a product like yours, even without your product. You could also do a one-question survey. People love to give their opinion, and a survey is a great way to ensure you can actually get a click, which is the main goal we're going for since open rates are not reliable. What exactly that one question is will depend on your business. Maybe you have a new collection coming up and you want their feedback on something. Maybe you want to know what type of content they want to see more of from. Maybe you just want to know what their biggest struggle with the problem you solve is. The question itself doesn't really matter. The main thing to focus on is you want it to be super simple for them to take action. That's why I'm saying a one-question survey. Bonus points if you can collect their answer with a button click through the email itself so you don't even have to direct them to another form. You can also tie your re-engagement to your current marketing campaign. So if you've got something else happening in your business, like a new product launch or maybe a big promo, make that your messaging. To make sure it doesn't feel like just another marketing email, I would tailor your campaign to the unengaged people that you're trying to re-engage. You can present it as a note from the founder in a text-based email with a non-salesy and potentially personalized subject line so that it still feels like a message just for them. Another way you can try and re-engage your list is through retargeting ads on Facebook. If your email marketing platform integrates with Meta, just sync your unengaged list to a custom audience, otherwise you can import it as a CSV. Because of the way audience matching works, I would only attempt this if you have a really big list, otherwise the audience is going to be really small and likely not worth the spend. Now, whatever re-engagement strategy you choose, here are a few things I want you to keep in mind. One, make sure you're sending a series of emails. A minimum of three, you can go up to seven or so. Keep your subject lines on the more personal side. You don't necessarily have to use their name, but you don't want it to feel like a typical marketing email. Create text-based emails without any images. This, along with the personal subject line, might get you in the updates folder versus the promotional one. 
While there's nothing wrong with the promo tab, it's still the inbox, showing up in the updates tab works as a great pattern interrupt. Remember, open rates are not reliable and it's gonna say that people opened an email even if they didn't. Your goal is to get people to click these emails. So when you're thinking about the content that you're gonna put inside, make sure you're focused on getting the click. You also wanna make sure that once someone clicks one of these emails, that means they have now re-engaged and you wanna stop sending them this campaign. And as long as you have your segment set up correctly, they should be automatically removed from the unengaged segment and stop getting your emails. All right, so now that you know how to re-engage them, let's talk about how to actually identify who should be in this list. The segment you create to identify your unengaged subscribers is gonna have three main conditions. How long they've been on your list, how long it's been since they've clicked an email, remember, click, not open, and the minimum number of emails they've received in the timeframe you chose. As a baseline, I always start with a six-month timeframe. So they've been on the list for at least six months, they haven't clicked an email in the last six months, and they have received at least X number of emails in the last six months. That X is going to depend on how many emails you usually send. If you're only emailing two times per month, then you can't say has received at least 20 emails because you probably haven't even sent them 20 emails. So you'd want that number to be closer to 10. If you do send a lot of emails and you're pretty consistent with it, one of the things you can do to find your sweet spot is to create a few different segments with a different minimum number of emails. Then you look at the number of contacts that qualify for those segments. Wherever you see the biggest drop off in the number of subscribers, that's the segment you wanna use. Let me walk you through an example. So I have five segments. The first segment is, I sent them a minimum of five emails. And in this case, I have 1,200 subscribers who fit that description. My next segment is six emails with 800 subscribers, seven emails with 780 subscribers, eight emails with 770 subscribers, and then nine emails with 200 subscribers. So as you can see, the five to eight, those numbers are all kind of in the same range. But once I get up to that nine emails, so they've received at least nine emails and haven't clicked, it's a much smaller segment. That's the segment I'm going to want to use. As mentioned, my time frame is typically 180 days. The higher your customer's purchasing frequency and the higher your sending frequency, the shorter the time frame you'll want to do, but I wouldn't ever do any less than 90 days. Now, running these re-engagement campaigns on a regular basis or after any big subscriber influx is a great place to start, but you can also automate this. Once you figure out what your threshold is for considering someone unengaged, you can create the automation to trigger at that point. On Clavio, they'll typically recommend you trigger this flow by a segment, and that's the easiest way. So you would set up your unengaged segment and say, when someone enters the segment, you trigger the re-engagement campaign. The only issue here is that segment-triggered flows in Clavio will only ever trigger one time. It's an issue I've been complaining to them about for a really long time. <laughs> so if someone re-engages during that campaign, but then goes dormant again in another six months, 
they're not going to get that automation a second time. I do still recommend that you set it up this way as a segment triggered flow because it's the quickest and easiest way. But that's why I don't want you to rely on the automation alone. And I still recommend that you do this manually every three to six months. The last thing we'll touch on today and a question I get all the time is should you delete or unsubscribe your unengaged contacts? And the answer is unsubscribe. I never fully delete a contact unless it's requested by them for privacy reasons, which literally has never been asked of me. Um, there are a few reasons for this. One, if you delete them, you're going to lose all of their data. If they were to ever resubscribe or purchase from you in the future, you'll be starting from scratch. Two, if you delete them, it's possible they'll get re-added through one of your integrations like your e-commerce platform. Three, if you were ever to switch email marketing platforms, when you connect the platform to your e-com platform, it's going to pull in all of that historical data, which could pull that person back in. And then you have no record of the fact that they were unengaged and that you wanted to unsubscribe them. On the flip side, when you unsubscribe someone versus deleting them, all of their data remains and then you can export them to import them in your new platform if you ever switch. The trick is you want to understand how your email marketing platform charges you for contacts. Klaviyo does not charge you for unsubscribed contacts. Drip handles contacts differently. In addition to subscribed or unsubscribed, they also have an active or inactive state. Someone can be unsubscribed but still be active. If a content is active, Drip will continue to collect data on them, but that means they'll be counted in your total profiles, which is how they determine your bill. Inactive means they won't be counted, so you won't be charged for them, but it also means Drip will not track any of their activity. If that is also the case for your platform, if they've purchased from you before, I would never make them inactive. Ultimately, the decision is yours. I know it can feel wasteful sometimes to pay for extra people, but I just say figure out how to make more money from your email list instead. Well, friends, that is my process for list cleaning. If you haven't done this in a while, consider this your sign to sit down and get it done. Remember, don't get emotionally attached to your email list or get hung up on that vanity metric of your total number of email subscribers. They're not doing you any good if they're not engaging with your emails or buying from you. As always, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I so, so appreciate it. I hope you got tons of value out of today's episode. I will see you same time, same place next week. Have a kick-ass rest of your day and I'll see you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you're ready to get the support you deserve and step into your badassery as the CEO of your e-commerce business, then I'd love to support you. Start with the free resource library at ecommercebadassery.com forward slash free stuff and get an invite to the lounge, my e-commerce marketing membership. If you're ready for more high touch support, apply to work with me one-on-one at ecommercebadassery.com forward slash apply. Before you go, would you do me a quick favor? Leave a rating and review wherever you're listening to this podcast so other e-commerce business owners know this is the place to be. And tap that follow button. 
following the show means you'll never miss an episode and it's what pushes me up the charts to get in front of more scrappy entrepreneurs just like you. I'm on a mission to support as many small business owners as possible and I could really use your help. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, e-commerce friend, stay badass.